You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. Hi, this is Daisy with CNT Media, and today we're talking with Cindy Tran. We're going to be discussing business entity and the differences between businesses and corporations. So hi, Cindy. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Um, and I'm with a CNT Law Group. And yeah, you're right. We are going to talk about business entities. Yeah. So we were talking about earlier. We were. We were, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, I, it's actually kind of interesting how um, I thought about this topic mm-hmm. when oftentimes I get clients coming in and they want to set up a business, right? Right. And they're like, I want to form an LLC. And I'm just like, well, why? Right, 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 right. So what did I ask you first thing? Like, do oh you have gosh. your own business? Yeah, you did. And I was like, yeah. And I was very excited. And then I thought about it and you were like, yeah, yeah. But is it like a corporation? And I was like, no. <laughs> like, no, it's not. And and I remember actually having a conversation with, a, um, with an attorney before. And I was so excited. I was one of those, you know, clients that you were discussing because I was, I come in and I'm all, you know, guns a blazing and I'm like, I want an LLC. And she's like, okay, let me ask you a few questions first, you know? And I think, um, I think people typically go for the LLC because it's a more popular one. And it's um, what people know most. Right, but right. What happens is oftentimes the reason why I asked you the question I did was, do you, do you have your own business? Right. And everyone immediately, those who work for themselves is like, yes, I have my own business. Right, right. And there's a difference between having your own business, which is, is doing business for yourself right. and being employed, right. you know, employing yourself. Right. So versus having a company. Oh, yeah. And so that's oh, yeah. different. It's a technical difference, right. but the, there's the whole thing about legal entities. Right? right, right. So that's what we want to talk about today is what's the legal awesome. entity? What's right, that? right. So do you mind going in depth and, um, and telling us a little bit about what a legal entity actually is? Not at all. So here's the thing. When people do business for themselves, they have their own business and oftentimes they're like, yeah, I have my own business, but they're right. not thinking about the legal entity. They work for themselves, right. they pay themselves, and then when they do taxes, they file as themselves. Right, right. Right. Those are what we call sole proprietors. Right. Okay. 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 Um, and entrepreneurs and whatever right. you want to call ourselves, right. you know, we do, bus- <laughs> we do business. Right. Right. Um, and some will take it one step further right. and do something called a DBA. Okay. So say Cindy Tran doing business as right. whatever I want to call myself, CNT okay. Media, right? Um, so DBAs are known as doing business as, and it's so simple. Okay. It's the simplest things. People just file with this county right. a fictitious business um, right, right, thing. yep. Oh, geez. And, and so you have a, now, now you <laughs> right. have a business name. Right, right, right. And you're like, I have a business. Right, I have right. a business name. Right. And, uh, and then it's like, wait, but you still file taxes as yourself. You right. don't have a legal oh, entity geez. yet. <laughs> Cindy is like, you're looking into my past. <laughs> right. Well, that's because most of everyone does that, right? Because right, right. it's right. the easiest thing you think about. Absolutely. You don't realize the differences until someone tells you, hey, right. it, there's a difference. Right. So when we talk about legal entities, okay. we're talking about setting up something that's completely legally separate from you. Okay. 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 And my clients don't understand this. And I have first, first time clients, I always tell them, I was like, you look at your business, you love your business, you're making money off right. your business. To you, your business is a money generator. Right. Right. But to other people, mm-hmm. especially your attorneys or anyone else, right. it's also a liability. Right. Mm, Everything okay. you do, if you, if you have personal assets, right. The biggest liability is your business because if you make a mistake there, 
Oh, yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. So the reason why we want to set up legal, set up legal entities right. is to separate your personal assets right. from your business activities. Right. And right. Um, so legal entities are several types. We have partnerships, okay. or also known as uh, limited liability partnerships. Okay. We have limited liability companies, which everyone knows, LLCs. LLCs. <laughs> we have corporations. Right. Um, and then the other two types is the DBAs and the sole proprietor, right. which does not separate you from your business. You right. are your business at that right. point uh, because there's no separate legal entity. Okay. With LLPs, LLCs, and corporations, you can have a separate tax ID. Okay, um, okay. Right. So now, even with a DBA, you can set up a separate tax ID for it as well. Right. But when you're doing your taxes, it's a little funky. You should really talk to an accountant to right. make sure on that. Uh, but on the legal entity side, at least with the LLP, LLCs, and corporations, right. there is definitely limited liability in terms of your personal assets and your mm. business activities. Now, so, what's the difference between an EIN and a tax ID? Are those cons completely separate? Yes and no. Okay. Okay. So you and I, as normal human beings in the United States, we have something called a social security number. Right. And that's, uh, for lack of a better term, is also our tax ID number. Right. Okay. Other people have something called a tax ID, which is a TIN. Right. Uh, right. Those are for those who are not le not U.S. citizens or residents. Okay. And they have tax ID number uh, numbers for purposes of reporting taxes in the U.S. Right. Um, then you have the EIN, okay. which are employer identification numbers. Okay. And those are for businesses, right, right. right? Those are for businesses. And people think about EIN, that means you have to have employees. Right. No, mm. you just have to be an entity that can employ others. Okay. 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 See, thank you. Thank you, Cindy. <laughs> so, so there's a difference, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So th that's what we're talking about. And the reason why we want to set up legal entities, it's really, again, to protect yourself. Right. Right. Um, but there's also a lot of tax benefits to it. Right. Oh, my gosh. Can we get into that really quick, Cindy? Just, Absolutely. Just discussing the tax benefits that we're going to get from becoming a business entity rather than just a business or have, be a business owner right. or solopreneur. So this is where I always talk about uh, to my clients. It's like you, when you're doing business, there are several t uh, individuals, professionals that you should have um, on your panel of, of consultants. You know, right. obviously your business attorney or some attorney that right. knows more or less some of the business law issues, um, an accountant. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And when I say accountant, I mean accountant, not bookkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference, guys. There's a big difference. <laughs> your bookkeeper who tracks your your income and your expenses and, right. and balances your checkbook right, for you. Right. Yeah, not the same. It's not the same caliber <laughs> as, an, as an accountant who maybe they're able to see things um, from a from a more future perspective. Well, so an accountant is, is someone who uh, more or less knows the tax laws. Okay. okay? They know oh, okay. the tax laws. Right. So an accountant and a tax attorney are kind of the same to that ex extent. Okay. They know the tax laws. They know what you what you can write off, what you cannot write off. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. They know. Um. They, they know various things, and they should. Right. They know also if you do business in fifty different states, right. the different state laws that you have oh, to file taxes okay. for. Gotcha. So I bet you didn't know that. No. Nope. Um. Like Not if, at all. if you're here in California, but if you do sales to another state, right. you have to pay oh, taxes there gosh. too. <laughs> you know. So, so 
So an accountant would help you with that, right. figure that out. Um, definitely anyone who's in retail, you'll notice that you're oh, a little, yeah. you know, yeah. mm -hmm. right? When they're selling things to right. people, they have different states that they have even, to tax um, differently. I actually even noticed that about, um, I used to do sales and I actually noticed that about even county-wise, that when someone was returning an item that they purchased in Orange County, they um, there was a difference between LA County's taxes and Orange County's. And I was like, that doesn't make sense because it's the same state. But when I started to break it down, I was like, oh, wow. Well, I mean, it comes down to even the city level. Oh, wow. Yeah, it comes down to even the city. Cities may have even a little different tax amount versus the county. Oh, my And when gosh. you do those returns, right. those businesses have to send that money back. Right, or, right. Or, you know. Oh, geez. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, try. I don't understand because, you know, I do the return and I'm thinking it's going to even out and it's like, oh, I owe you nine cents. Like, you know, it's just something random, but I was just wondering about that. But Right. Well, so for, for most of us, that isn't an issue, especially right. if we're just you know, working in the, our own geographical location, but for right. definitely people in sales. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. And and you're dealing with people um, it, from different uh, counties or even right. different states. If you have that, you, you definitely need to have an accountant to right. know what you need to do and whatnot. So don't quote me on this one. Okay. Okay. Right. But um, the difference between a sole proprietor and a legal entity right. is definitely going to be, number one, your tax benefits. Okay. What you can claim as expenses right. um, versus what you have, the, the tax rate that you have to pay right. on your income tax, oh, wow. you know, um, it's all different, right. right? And then on top of that, between an LLC and a corporation, there's even more differences in terms of what you can claim as expenses Jeez. and whatnot. Right. Because of the tax codes and, and recent changes in the tax codes has made a, a very different. So right. um, definitely talk to an accountant. Don't talk to your business Law attorney is right. not me because I don't know that enough. I know right. enough to say we need to talk to you. Right, right. <laughs> I have enough to send you to someone better equipped exactly. who can actually, you know, kind of guide you down that path, especially because like you were saying, business, you know, you make a mistake and, and that someone can come after your assets and you definitely don't want to work hard in your personal life just to have it kind of ripped away in your business. Right. Personal you life, work you know? really hard to right. be able to buy that house. And then you don't want to be doing business and making a mistake there. And then now right. you get sued and your house is attached to it. Right. Because right. you individually are oh, sued. Geez. So when you have a corporation or right. an LLC right. or even um, or even an LLP, there's something that we call separation, right? Okay. We separate the business owner, right. the owner from the actual business itself. Okay. 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 So there's like a number of things that you can do. But um, getting into the liability part for, uh, a little later, going back to some of the benefits. Right, right. Um, I know we were talking about retirement plans. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. As an individual, you can put away money for retirement, like in a Roth IRA or right. self-directed, right. I mean, you know, self-employed IRA. Right. It's, it's limited yeah. how much we can do. And right. your accountant can obviously talk to you more about that. But as a business in terms of a legal entity, right. you have a lot more options. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because if you're paying yourself, um, if you're paying yourself a payroll and you're right. paying payroll taxes, the employer's paying payroll taxes. The employer can also then set aside right. retirement funds for you. Set up some right. sort of retirement program, right. and you don't have to have other employees. You can be a one-man oh, employee. Yeah. 
you just have to know the difference between you being an employee and being the owner. Right. You still have to get a payroll and pay payroll taxes as the employer. The right. business pays payroll taxes for you. Okay. But you as an individual will also pay your income tax. But then now you have right. you open yourself to other options that you have. Right. 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 Um, because you 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 already realize how much you have to pay in taxes oh my as gosh. an individual. Oh, guys, a quick story. I did my taxes and I was so excited because I knew we had a great year until I saw how much I owed in taxes and I was like, "What? what I thought, huh?" Like, I, <laughs> you know what the difference so is? Also, hurt. is when you're so proprietor, right? You don't think about it, but like for businesses, a lot of businesses, we you when you are a legal entity oftentimes you pay taxes quarterly right okay. as a sole proprietor you don't until no. the end of the year right and then it and stacks up been, against you yep you've been mm -hmm. spending the money as it comes in you're not setting it aside nope. and then suddenly nope. you know it's like right. time to do your taxes it's like right. whoa what yeah, yeah. What, where did this come from oh my gosh i remember because i was having a virtual conference with somebody while i was doing the taxes and they were kind of like um you know just kind of guiding me through the way and and things like that and I was excited because I was in the green for a while and I was like yeah refund and then it came back to the red and I was like "Ooh, that's a lot <laughs> just being honest because I was like you know we had a great year cool this is great and then like you said I wasn't um I didn't anticipate having to pay that much in taxes oh I, um yeah so you should really look into it. I think oh, I recently yeah. looked at it and uh, from state to state tax rates changes mm -hmm. as well oh wow so it, it just depends like if you're in nevada there's no state income tax so you don't what? pay the state you only pay the federal oh my but god in california i think i think um you know the average person pays maybe 13 percent oh. uh, of oh, their income man. to the state and then we're not even talking right. about federal the, the yeah. federal so, uh, so you know and, and i think those who earn even a little more they're looking at a you know between the federal and the state 28 30 percent oh my gosh cindy that's see so yeah so so you want to look at some of the other ways to save i mean and that's when we're talking about retirement and all of that right. and when you have a business that's making money um you have a legal entity right. the next consultant that you should be talking to right. is a is financial it? advisor okay your financial okay. advisor and your accountant should work really well together right because your financial advisor can then talk about let's see about the income what you have and then moving some of those to retirement how right. to tax deferred wow. tax free whatever right. but right. those are things that you can do with a legal entity much more than right. you can as an individual okay but coming back to the law point of it is uh from from the law's point of view the legal entity and the legal protection we have right it's all about, again, protecting your hard-earned money right. with the legal entity. If you have a legal business, it's separated from you, right? Okay. So right. if the corporation is doing business and the corporation makes a mistake, you as an individual owner may not necessarily have to take the brunt of that mistake. Okay. 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 So, um, for example, I, I, I use law only because I'm in it. Right. right? So as an, uh, as an attorney, if we have... Um, as an individual, I can buy malpractice insurance as well. Right. But in the corporation's point of view, there's a number of insurances that we can buy, right? We can buy malpractice insurance. Um, also, I have business liability insurance, premises okay. insurance. If someone were to fall in my office, thank God I'm not going to have to be the one who right, have insurance right. to deal oh, with yeah. that, right? Right, right? And if they sue, they're suing the company. Right. They're not suing me. Yeah. Because, it's, okay. you know. Um, but that's from the legal point of view. But from other businesses' point of view, um, you know, if you have 
we have a shop um, that you're you're a baker, right? Right, and you're using your own name and you're baking, right, right. And you're a sole proprietor doing business as Kathy's Bakery right, or right. something. So here's where the difference between Kathy's Bakery LLC versus right. Kathy's Bakery DBA. Right? Okay, it's if someone were to come into your bakery and purchased a croissant and found a I don't know for whatever reason a nail was in the croissant and right. had cut themselves up. Oh. Um, when they were eating it, when they sue you right. for personal injury, right. there's a difference there. Are they suing Kathy, mm-hmm. doing business as Kathy Bakery, right. or are they suing Kathy's Bakery LLC? Okay. Because when they okay. sue Kathy Bakery LLC, right. Kathy the individual baker is not necess- isn't going to be responsible for that, right. even though she's an employee and might have been the one who baked the stuff. But right. the insurance will cover some of that. And even if it doesn't, they are suing the business itself. And not, not the, the individual, individual owner. So whatever okay. Kathy has worked so hard for the home and car, right. she's not the she's not the defendant. Right. The business is. Okay. And, you know, so that's where you want to separate your personal assets from your business assets and business liability right. so these legal entities are there for that reason okay um, but also for other reasons too you know with the legal um, legal entity you can do so much more too so say kathy's bakery right is doing well and she wants to expand right right she as an individual doing business as kathy's bakery may want to bring on a partner right and at this point now she's herself right okay. so right. she's going to borrow money or whatnot right um she's gonna have to share the profits with the partner right and the partner's going to want to be able to say well i don't want to make croissants anymore i want to do other right, stuff. Right, right right but if she's an llc or even a corporation right. the, the, there's a difference so as an llc she can bring on a member depending on the type of business you are you know maybe you don't want to do an llc because an llc every member has the same vote right, right? okay but if you're a corporation right now it's like when we're talking expansion we're going to go international we're right, going to bring right. on investors so corporations going to have different type of shares okay we have common and that's where share. shareholders come in yes ah, shareholders okay. common stock and and prefer right, right right so preferred shareholders will um will Put in money. Right. Um, they buy shares. They they're first to get dividends, right. but they don't vote. Okay. Okay. So coming- Kathy still has control over Kathy's bakery, even though there are shareholders, but they don't get a say. Because in- she could have she could have given them when the investors came in. She could have given them the preferred shares okay. and kept the common shares for herself. So she still has mm-hmm. management control. Okay. And the investors only get to they get first dibs on revenue right okay okay but what does that matter she's getting a payroll she's right. getting a salary so for she's her, still for fine anyway yeah. yes yeah. exactly okay. and then she still good. gets dividends if there's a really large amount right, right. Oh, but geez. then now you still maintain control of your business right. without without having to give up that right and still be able to you know fundraise and, and get money for right. your expansion or whatever you're and doing so in this um in this case that's the difference between um, an LLC and a corporation, yes. or is that okay? That's okay. the difference gotcha. between an LLC gotcha. and a corporation, okay. and then the difference between just you yourself, right, right, uh, and an LLC. Oh, wow. is a, And I always recommend if you're starting to bring on a partner, you right. want to get into um, you know business with a partner, or a right. friend, family members. That's when you really need to take yourself out of the TBA, the right. sole proprietor, and look at a formal entity, right? Because that way you can. Make those differences and set those guidelines up because an LLC will have something we call an operating agreement. Okay. So the owners, 
in an LLC, we call them members, right. um, the members will predetermine the guidelines of how businesses work, who does what, the voting and all of that. Right. And they sign an agreement. Okay. Right? And in a, in a corporation, we have bylaws, right. um, which governs how the corporation works and all of that. Mm. So oftentimes you'll find like founders of a corporation right. will be common shareholders, the CEOs, the, right, you know, right, the, right, right. the officers of the corporation. Yeah. And then they have 50% goes to someone else who's right. just the financier. Okay. Yeah. okay. And we call those guys silent investors. Okay. So I have a few questions. Sure. Okay? You should. So <laughs> <laughs> let's say someone was um, actually like, let's say somebody was writing a book, mm -hmm. right? How would they be able to, and they started off this book as in, um, an individual or a solopreneur or, you know, sole proprietor, how would they then be able to take that book and maybe either create a publishing company or go ahead and create it as a, a corporation? Okay. Can you go backwards like that and kind of, yes if you've already no. started off? Yeah. Okay. I mean, oftentimes we call that corporate restructuring. <laughs> okay. okay. Nothing illegal here, guys. We're all, no. No, Corporate restructuring <laughs> happens all the time. Okay. I mean, cool. with like businesses when they decide that they're going to change their structure or this and that. So that's something else. But in your sense, in terms of right. the individual who created a, a book, so you have an idea and then mm. this comes in play with copyrights. Right. Okay. So you have an idea, you've written a book, mm -hmm. right? Now the question is, where are we going with this book? Are, are you now looking for people to finance your publication right. and, and, and maybe turn it into a movie script or right. something like that? So once you have the book, you've written it, um, send it off for copyright so right. that you are the sole owner. author right. and owner gotcha. of that copyright. Gotcha. Right? And then you can always form a corporation um, once you're ready to you know expand right. on what you're going to do with the book right. you can form the corporation and what you will do is you yourself as the author of the book license the rights to your corporation oh. to now publish it and do whatever gotcha. they want to do with it gotcha. and that corporation can then go into partnership with uh, studios to do right. movie and assign rights to the studios to do limited rights and what however that works right. but you can definitely do that and at the end of the day the rights are still with the original author right right, right. Uh, but the, the but you do the work through the corporation okay so you let the corporation engage into the different contracts with whoever's wanting to do whatever they are doing with your your book right. whether it is publishing it selling it screenwriting it right. script play whatever right. different type of agreements different licensing rights to um, uh, and merchandising or whatnot but you can definitely do that and i always recommend for those of you who are in the creative industry mm -hmm. like that keep the rights to yourself right set up a corporation right to engage with the different people that you're going to work with to uh, you know sell your product right but keep the rights to yourself okay so that way if something you know at, at the end of the day the licensing rights is with you the individual not the corporation so right. you don't want a chance where someone's going to invest into your corporation right. have shares in your corporation and now suddenly also have equal vote, yeah into gotcha. your, the rights of the creative work right so i recommend for those of you who are creative always you know register register the work as yourself right and do it on your own time um even if it's the corporation that's, uh, if you're solely if you own the corporation yourself right then definitely when you do the work and all of that 
register the work under yourself. Okay. If you're not the sole owner of your corporation, maybe you have a partner or right. someone else. Because I do have clients who are musicians. Right. And they're in a I band have, or right, something. I have one yeah. who writes her own music, sings, she sings, and then she has a partner that does the, uh, who she calls a producer. Okay. Who does that. So then we have a corporation where their combined work is going through that. Right. And, um, and then the, they produce for other people and it's all done through their recording company that they call. Right. But separately, she still retains the rights to her creative work. Right. And he retains the right to his creative work. Okay. And then they license it to the company to then deal with whoever wherever they're putting their they're putting their music up at cd baby or whatever the company handles that for them it's still their company right right? but the work itself is registered to them so if in the future she decides that you know she doesn't want to run the company anymore she's going to sell her shares and she's not then giving up the rights to the music herself okay she okay. still has rights to those music and right. she's still entitled to royalty right. as it whatever the agreements right. are versus if it was the company that re- registered the music right. um at the copyright and they hold the copyrights to it when she decides she's not going to be a part of the company anymore well she's not going to get any more royalty from the music that she right. wrote because it mm-hmm. owned by the company it's owned by the company yeah. it's better if she owns it and she licenses it off to the company to promote it however they want Okay, so basically ownership is everything. When it comes to copyrights, ownership is everything. And for those of you who are in the creative industry, definitely own your rights, uh, own your work yourself, and then license it off to the companies to do the publications and the promotions for you. Uh, But definitely make sure that those contracts are well drafted and you have, you retain, it specifically states that you are the owner and you retain the royalty rights to it and that you have the right to pull, uh, cancel those licenses at your discretion. Okay. Okay, because you never want to give away 100% licensing right exclusively to someone else with no way of canceling those rights. Oof. Because okay. then, then ownership can, doesn't mean anything once you give them a contract that gives them everything. 100%. Right. right. Even if you own it, you've already given them, you know, 100% say in how it's going to be done. Right. And you have, you did not leave yourself a way to recapture that control. Mm-hmm. So you always want to make sure in these licensing contracts you have um, a clause in there that allows you to maintain control, the right. quality of how they're going to, you definitely don't want them to start promoting your work in a light that you don't right. agree with. You right. want to re- retain the rights to um, oversight and final approval and also you know, the right to cancel this license at right. any time if you feel that they're not going in the way you want them to go. Okay. Okay. So um, for the co- for for the creative industry, that's what we talk about. No, that's that's very important, and I know a lot of um, probably you know like millennials and stuff, especially like myself. I know that when I get into a project with someone, my first thought is never to, oh my gosh, I need to protect myself or my business entity, or I need to protect um, my work. You know, uh-huh. you kind of get excited, or you're working with friends, mm-hmm. and you know things like that. But that is definitely something that we should start um, looking into to protect ourselves. You definitely should. And you know what? When when is the best time to negotiate some of these terms when you're working with someone? It's when you can still love each other and you're getting started. Right, because then you're willing to right. talk about all of the issues that may come up. You you anticipate, and you know, right. what if this happens, or you know, let's be right. you know upfront. Right. What do you want out of this? What do I want out of this? Let's talk about it right. in, in paper or and, and sign our right. names to it. Don't do it. 
a year later once right. you're already selling like hotcakes and now you're like, well, you know what? I felt like I should have gone 56 percent. Right. Yeah, that's not it's too late work. now. It's yeah. too late now. <laughs> you know, sentiments right. change. Right. Sentiments Absolutely. change. Yeah. So you want to talk about it early on. That's why we're here at CNT Law Group. We talk about transactions and preventing okay. litigation and okay. structuring those transactions when you start. Right. So we don't have to litigate it afterwards. That's, that's very true, though. That's very true. And I think. Um, it's a big misconception that um, I just feel like it's a big misconception that, you know, talking about business kind of ruins relationships and things like that. I feel like it's more important because that's how you show people that you actually care about. Right. Them, right? You know, if you're serious about doing business together, right. then you should be able to talk about the terms and right. how and get all of that out in the air of what are you contributing what are you expecting? Right. Let's just get this clear first so that we can start working on it and not have to worry about these issues later on. Right. Right. Because, you know, when something, it, it's great when you start and everything's great, but when things change and you have nothing to fall back on, we never discussed it. Right, right. Then oh, it geez. breaks down. But if you go back and a year later, things change, or even five years later, things change, and like, oh, but we did talk about this and we, we, we had agreed at the time. Right, right. And it's okay if the sentiments change. You're like, well, you know, I no longer feel that way. Right. Okay, we can have a discussion now, but we do have something that guides us already. Right. Versus, okay. you never talked about it. Right. You never told me you wanted that. Right. I thought you just. I thought you were just writing because you enjoyed writing. Right. I didn't know you wanted to be paid for it. Of course I do. No. <laughs> but you know, one of but the no, things that's about true. Yeah, yeah, and and I I do see um, not to pick on millennials, mm -hmm. but hey. you said yourself <laughs> you're a millennial. I did. I did. Um, <laughs> and I see I see a lot of you are much more creative. Right. And um, you know. And you're doing a lot of work and you're excited about it and it's great right. it's really it is great and with uh, excitement and all that because that pro that helps us with advancements and all that but right. at the same time you guys aren't thinking about some of mm -mm. these pitfalls nope. you know Not at um all. I, you know it's it's equivalent to a hundred years ago when when businessmen you know decided on business with a handshake deal and handshake deals are great right then, you know mm -mm. once you get to no a certain validity. point it doesn't right. work anymore right. so same thing with you guys and it's, right. it's funny how times have kind of reverted itself back to the gentleman's deal the handshake right. And, right. All that. and it's great <laughs> right but there's been many many years of litigation and and the the concept of litigation the court system being there that that's going to come back and the, the reason why the court system's there and all that was because we right. needed some way to resolve issues right. and i talk about it all the time what's litigation litigation is two adults who can't resolve their problems and having to go to someone else to resolve because they're too old to go back to mom and dad right. oh, well like you know yeah when we were yeah. kids and right. we had when we had disputes with our right. friends in the sandbox we run to mom and dad right. who's sitting at the bench right. and they will kind of work things out for us right. you shouldn't have done that no, that was right. bad right <laughs> but now that you're adults Where and do you go? we're yeah. dealing with a lot more at stake right what do you do? Right. You litigate. You, you sue each other and you go to the judge and you ask the judge to figure it out and ask 12 people in a jury to tell you that you're wrong or right. right. But, <laughs> right, it, but right. if you can just talk about it in advance and agree to certain things, you don't have to go to someone else. Litigation right. is just adults complaining against each other with more money and more things at stake. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> That's a really good way of looking at it because, it, no, that's that's really true, though. And I feel like, again, like you were saying, you know, we're not really um, millennials. We're not really um, being as conscious um, of those types of things. And I think we still find it that 
having those conversations, you know, the whole myth like, oh, it'll ruin everything instead of making it better. And we're we're um, doing more of prevention work mm-hmm. than we would have to at the end if things go bad and prevention you know, is like good. That. And that's why I talk about, you know, the transactions, the turning. Right. Right. Because that's what CNT Law Group, that's all we do. Right. I mean, well, that's not all we do, but that's what we <laughs> focus on right. because we are focusing on preventing litigation. So right. when you're starting with the transaction, let's just set it up right. right. right? That way we can prevent it. But um, that, that's definitely how it should be done right. uh, because you spend way more money litigating mm-hmm. than you will on an attorney to set up the contract right the first right. time around. Right. <laughs> and, and to think about some of these issues and, and anticipate and, and talk about it. Because, um, I mean, alternative dispute resolution is such a big thing now, right. mediation and all of that. And it's great to have those, but it's also better that, you know, if you've talked about it in advance of some of these issues, it also makes the ADR process a lot faster mm. and quicker, too. And and hopefully, I mean, we're never going to be able to get rid of the court system. Right. right? It's yeah. there for a purpose. Yeah. But the point is, let's not get our disputes to a point where we have to go to court and, and right. air our dirty laundry right, that right. way, right? Because when they dig, they dig. <laughs> no, they dig. But, but you guys like to work with each other, you know, right. collaboration, all that is great. And just just talk about some of these issues beforehand and right. come to an agreement and put it in writing. Right. Right. right and, but there's one thing I do talk tell my clients, though, about um, attorneys. And, and you're right. You, people say, you know, when you start talking business, you know, the, the sentiments are not right, there. Right, right. It's the same thing with larger when you're doing businesses and everything and you start negotiating terms Mm. um you have and i'm totally for this the individuals who've been working with each other who have been talking with each other they have a relationship right right and they they know each other they're willing to work with each other they can talk about these terms and when you're in a good relationship that's when you want to talk about these terms but one of the things you need to think about is well do you know what are the terms that you should be talking about already Mm. Right. right. So say right. like for if you're going into business with your friend and you guys decide you're going to set up a legal entity right. that protects all of you. Right. 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 Because if you have a legal entity, you're all protected. Right. You're protected from each other right. as well as from the outsiders. Right. Right. When yeah. you're doing business. But you don't know what you want to talk about. Right. Some people think about, well, we're going to do business. We're going to talk about you're going to get a salary. You're going to get this much. You're going to own this much. You're going to do this much. And right. you're thinking about all of that. And so you form your bylaws or, or your operating agreements for your LLC. You're going to be responsible for this. Right. You're going to be responsible for this. You are the creative part. I'm going to handle the finances. Right. We each get a salary. If we don't have enough money in the company, we'll contribute to it. However, you talk about all of that. Right. But what you, most of you forget to talk about is what if we don't like her? We no longer like each other in five years and one <laughs> of us wants out. Right. Right. What happens, what happens then? then? Yeah. Because you're a company that is not on the stock market. So no one knows. There's right. no value for your, right. your shares. Um, what do you do then? Right. Because the person who wants out is going to be like, this company's worth way more and I want you to buy me out at this much. And the person who's staying is like, no. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're leaving, you're leaving by yourself and no money. No. <laughs> right? right? So that, that's the two right. extremes. And so one of the things that you should talk about when you are setting that up is, Exactly that. What? Not necessarily. I don't like you anymore, but right. I'm tired of the business. I want out. Right. So I have a client. I have a client who, um, and the client is a restaurant. Okay. So, uh, because as it's a legal entity, so okay. it's a restaurant. But it was a restaurant that has six owners, Oof. and basically wow. three couples. Okay. Okay. Oh, jeez. 
all related. Oh. Brother, sister, oh. sister, brother. So, oh, so there's yeah. sibling-ish relations there. And after 40 years, one couple was like, we just want to stop working. Right. Right. And, and then the question is, well, how do I leave? The, what do we get out of it? I've spent 40 years working and right. building up this business. Right. And now I'm about to leave. I, I want to leave. I'm tired. I, I want to retire. Mm -hmm. None of my kids wants to step up to my position. Right. So what do I get out of it? So one of the things that we always talk about with our clients when you're setting up at the beginning is talk about that. Right. It's not that you hate each other. You're just done. Right, you're, right. You're, you no longer want to do this. You want to do something else. You're bored. Right. Whatever. Right, right. So we talk about buy-sell agreements. Buy-sell agreements. Okay. Yes. All right. You talk in advance about a buy-sell agreement. When someone wants to leave, what will you offer to buy them? Right. And come up with a formula as to how you will evaluate your business okay. so that you can give them a fair give them a fair buyout. Right. So basically, it, since you've worked for 40 years, this means that this, this right. amount. Right. Well, okay. however you want to work. Right. Because while you were working for, for 40 years, you were getting a payroll. Right. But you can't deny the fact that they've contributed to what this business is now today and right. what it will be in the future. Right. They're walking away. Now the three-way split becomes a two-way split. Mm -hmm. But they're not getting, you know, and they're just walking away. So it's like, well, they still contributed to bringing it from nothing to now. Right. 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 And uh, and you can't, and they don't want to be forced to stay in it for right. until they oh, yeah. pass away just to get the benefits of what they've done. Right. So you want to talk about what it is and, and buy sell agreements at the beginning. Once you've uh, talked about it, it's a really good way to have that conversation later on when so someone wants to leave. So, and, and no one feels like they have to stay in the company just to continue uh, right. to reap the benefits of what they've you know, you know right. what they've done and so it's a good way for, to everyone to kind of have an idea what they're going to get if they were leaving okay and a buy sell agreement definitely does that and oftentimes you want to think about you know how much you contribute what it is worth and people are like well still i mean if we're in the business for 40 years how do i know right right and so it's like well here's the thing in advance agree to a, a formula you know you will get you know um your share for the next five years based on the last three years average income or mm, something like that okay. you know okay. or some business would be like we'll buy you out at your shares whatever percentage you are based on our last 10 years average income okay because in that way that's one way to evaluate the business is what is its income right right okay I mean, something like that works out and that is way better than fighting over what your shares are worth right in right 10 years right and That's you millennials need to think about that. you know we, <laughs> hey I'm, I'm i can't you know yeah i'm gonna start telling my people you know <laughs> right, right and it works this works this type of all of this that we're talking about today um works in traditional businesses right but it also works in our listener-based business as well okay because they're going into business now they're doing exactly all of the things that they're supposed to be with the laws changing and they're having licenses and they're they're branding their products right, so right, we right. have branding right, right. Um, we're branding our products we have products right, right. we have multiple products right oh, we've yeah. got consumables we've got right. right so you know you're you're this industry is now becoming more like any other business where you have marketing, right. you have licensing, you have trademarks and copyrights and, you know, all of that. So all of the traditional tools of what businesses need to think about and do, right. this industry should be thinking about too and should be utilizing them as well and talking to people. Absolutely, absolutely. And so um, another question that I have um, kind of going back to the 
business restructuring was that okay so say you start off as a sole proprietor mm -hmm. and then you're realizing now like ooh, okay maybe i need to switch it up to a corporation that's not restructuring that's not that's restructuring. just starting oh geez you know <laughs> that's just starting yourself off as a legal entity okay that's just transitioning from being yourself okay. to being a legal entity when we talk okay. about restructuring is we're talking about like a corporation right. or, or an LLC who's now deciding we're going to bring in silent investors. Okay. And it's like, we're going to restructure. We're going to convert to a corporation. Oh, or when okay. a corporation restructures where it's like, okay, we only had one type of shares. We're now going to have two types of shares because okay. we want silent investors or we want to have more shares or right. we're changing our, uh, you know, structure, our corporate structures in terms of our CEOs and stuff like that. Right. But when you're a self employed person who's right. been paying yourself and you're a sole proprietor and you're just you now you want to have a legal entity that's just called business formation okay. <laughs> look you aren't even on the map now let's let's pick it up for you okay exactly <laughs> let's get you on the map right right okay <laughs> so business restructuring is basically taking a business that's already an llc and transitioning it to a corporation or an llp yeah so business restructuring and, and i just want to be very specific business okay. restructuring the word business restructuring could be anything okay i mean you could be a sole proprietor and you're restructuring your business right it's still business restructuring right when we're talking about restructuring in a for a legal entity purposes is changing the legal entity itself okay the structure of how it's doing business even possibly changing the type of entity it is okay. we can definitely convert from a corporation uh from an uh, llc to a corporation we can even convert you from a california corporation on, and under business restructuring thinking that it's better to let's move to nevada where we right right <laughs> let's restructure let's let's exit california let's let's um convert to a nevada corporation right and, and stuff like that you right. can definitely do that as well okay there's, there's a number of things you can do and businesses make changes all the time okay right? so okay. Um, restructuring is is talking about just changes to your business and right. it, it's it is a question of what is your current business where do you want to go and what's more beneficial for you and then we'll figure out a plan on how we do it hmm. okay. okay but for you individuals who are sole proprietors right. let's just form who, let's just do a business formation proprietors right now yeah. No more. <laughs> yeah let's let's talk about business formation business formation okay i like that I all like right that. <laughs> <laughs> great and then the next time you know um the the other consultant that i was talking about is your um insurance broker because we want to talk about how to protect your business Okay, so you start with your accountant, and then you would talk to a financial, financial advisor. Financial advisor is when you when you have when your business is making enough money, right? Where you start start wanting to talk about how do you you know protect how do you benefit your employees, right. you yourself mainly right. too, right? For future purposes right. and retirement and all that. Financial advisors are great for that. Okay. They will help you talk about you know establishing some sort of retirement plan and all that. And your accountant will assist on that. Um, so, but when you're talking about business formation, talk to an accountant. If you've been doing business for a while and you know your income, right. how much you're making and all that, talk to an accountant to find out which is the better right. type of entity for you. Okay. And then talk to an attorney because sometimes when an accountant thinks this is the best type of entity for you, the business law attorney might disagree based on the type of business you do and mm. the exposure you have. So the accountant and the attorney is going to have to figure out a good medium for you, what's best for you. Okay. Um, 
what's best tax purposes wise may not necessarily be best from a protect legal protection point of view mm, so you have okay. to find the balance on that right. um and then the insurance broker is the next one once you have your business set up and even if you don't have your i mean right even if you don't have a legal entity you should be thinking about certain type of insurances, insurances. Okay. but with a legal entity there are more insurances available for you that you definitely do need to think about i mean even as a sole proprietor if you have a location right you still should have business premises liability oh. right things like that so but depending on the type of. of business you have if you have employees right there's employment policy right. insurances oh, so you geez. if you make a mistake <laughs> with your employees right. you might be covered so there's so many types there's so many types of insurance policies available there's so much information out there right as right. Uh, i mean even us as you think we're experts but we still right. have things we need to learn and keep up to date oh, with wow. so <laughs> talk to everyone that you can right learn more just expand your network but also have if you if you've um been able to take away anything from this episode uh two things first ownership is everything mm -hmm. having the rights to your own creativity is everything but also make sure that you are having those conversations while everybody's still happy and familiar with each other because you don't want to get to a point where you do have to ultimately go to litigation and right. um, right. it was because you didn't have that foundation yes. to set you up at the beginning so our motto is always transactions are constructive oh okay right. yeah i like that so like let's, that. let's just do some constructive work here right i mean you know it's it's preventative work you know and you want to definitely make sure that everybody's ending off on a good note so thank you so much, Cindy, for coming in and joining us today on this episode. Well, We're so happy you. to have you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and no we'll, find, we'll, um, we'll do some more of this next time. Yes, Make sure please. we protect our clients. Yes, please. All right, take care. <laughs> Bye. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.